Who's your daddy? Boom, we are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy. I'm Dr. Alan Snyder, and I'm here with my new friend, Ashley Cheney. How are you doing, Ashley? Hi, I'm so good. I'm hot as heck out here in LA, but I'm very happy to be on Booze Your Daddy. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what any of that means? I didn't really explain too much of it. Do you like Ash, by the way? Is that annoying? Because I hate Al. Totally Don't? fine. Okay. All right, Ashley. I will not call you Al. Don't worry. I promise. Yeah, but no, stu- I've, I've been called Ash since like forever. People think they're funny with that whole Paul Simon, you can call me Al. And I'm like, no, do not call me Al. Al, uh, Big Al, everybody's pal. We also have like South Park had Big Gay Al. So that was a thing for a while. I was like, you know, not my thing, but okay. We'll just go right into it before we introduce you. But so Booze Your Daddy, it was more like, so I have a co-host. She's on every other episode and I like to have guests on to meet new people and do new things. So she's my boo. You know, that like term is like, we're booze. And oh, yeah. because she's female, we're just friends. That works. But it's also booze because I like drinking and I like having something refreshing. Why don't you tell everybody what you're drinking during this session? Oh, I'm so happy for the show because it gives me an excuse to drink rosé at, well, it's 12 o'clock, you know, my time. Normally, you know, that might be frowned upon. But so I'm actually drinking a very California wine. It's called California Roots Rosé. And it's just, it's like I said, it's a heat wave out here. So it's deliciously refreshing and cool and breakfast wine, really. (laughs) Breakfast wine. Rosé all day. My rule is I, unless it's a, a, like a pregame or something, I wait till 12. 12 is my five o'clock. I try not to drink. I mean, brunch maybe, but I'm not the person to ever crack a beer before then. Uh, I didn't know you were drinking rosé, but I guess I'm happy now because I got a Sierra Nevada wild little thing, slightly sour ale. The can is very pink and beautiful. Very rosé. It is very rosé. And I got this because I think Sierra Nevada is a California beer. That was my homage to you. Although this one is brewed in North Carolina. I looked that up earlier today. Okay, but you have to stop saying Nevada. It's Nevada. Everybody out here on the West Coast, if you say Nevada, they know you are not from here and you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Nevada, like attaboy, Nevada. You know what, Ashley? How (laughs) how many months did you ever live in Las Vegas? Because I'm at three, so... (laughs) Oh God, why? For physical therapy school, we had to do these uh, rotations and one of them had to be out of state. And when I was 24 years old, I said, you know, it'd be really fun for a whole summer to live in Las Vegas, Nevada boy. Nevada boy. There you go. Yeah. And they didn't give you hell for saying Nevada. No, they take your money and they don't care about anything else in that place. Yeah, I'm also still hurting a little bit still from last night. So I thought just having one slightly sour would be like a little candy for me. My favorite sound in the world is the opening beer. Cheers to you. Cheers. L'chaim. L'chaim. Very good. My story, your story is, you know, we both are in the podcast word field and I talk to a lot of people. I do a lot of things. I have a long dance card of people who want to come on my show and be guests, whether it's friends or anybody else. But you put out a post, the cover looked interesting enough and it was about food. So I said, you know what? I'll listen to the trailer. And I was lying in bed one morning and I went, damn, this girl's really good. And I think I might've just reached out to her. I said, you're really talented because I hear different things back from me and I'm not tooting my own horn, but people go, you got a good voice. You have a good energy. And I think there's a lot of really bad performers out there. I think there's a really bad podcast. And I recently have started my own like 90 day fiance podcast. Yeah. Good show. Anytime I've listened to other people, I go, this is really terrible. I can't get through this. So I just want to say first, I think what you're doing is really cool. I think your topic is really cool. And we're going to get into what your podcast is. I just wanted to say that to you because I think it's very, it sounds good. You have a good energy. Thank you so much. That means a lot because Um, one, you're a fellow podcaster. And two, I mean, you said you have a full dance card. So 
I really am honored to be here and it, it's very nice to be here. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think um, I like you without wanting to be judgy or crap all over people. I mean, sometime within the last year, there was this mandate that like, oh, everybody should have a podcast. Everybody should not have a podcast. If you are so boring to speak to or don't even like talking to people, what are you doing with a podcast? Like this is all about this medium in particular, I think is about connecting with people. I mean, it's, it's your chance to be in someone's ear. So like you better want to be there and like have a have something to say and, and please have somewhat of a voice that doesn't you know that's okay to listen to that closely in your ear. Yeah, I'm with you. I you know I talked to some other people and there was one guy who wanted me on his show and I gave his show a listen and I came back at him and I said, Hey man, you know he does this podcast like four or five people. I said, take this the right way. You got a good voice. You could drop the other four people. And he oh, said, wow. what, Well what do you mean? And I said, I know she's your wife, but she's not adding anything to your show. And the one guy just repeats everything and it's an hour and a half long show. And I said, I, I'm not trying to offend you. I just, I think you're really good. And yeah, I was not invited back to be on that show ever. Oh, ever, no. ever. <laughs> I mean, he had some excuses about something, which I don't really care too much. But right. the truth is, is I'm with you. It, for me, my shows are about a half hour or so. And I think you keep yours like 45 minutes to 50 minutes long. Yeah. Still playing with it. But I, I think because, yeah, a 45 feels like maybe the right length for now for, yeah. for our show. But it's hard. You know, a lot of people, I know for me, when I download something, it's 20 minutes. I'm like, I can get to that. Now, my yeah. big issue, I talk very fast. And it's usually when I get excited. If you ever hear me talking very slow, any listeners of the show, if you hear me talking slow, it means I'm not into whatever this is. It's I'm tuned out. I'm not listening. I listen to all my podcasts at 1.5 and sometimes 2.0 speed. You can't do that for this one. Now, if yours is like that, kudos for you. But I just yeah. talk way too fast. And I have a friend who says he does it. Talk about a chipmunk. I am probably like... I, what's funny is I had a friend reach out to me and she was like, cause I, you know, I put it out and I, I very genuinely want to hear from people like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about the show? Do you like it? Well, you know, what do you, what's working? What isn't? And my girlfriend reached out to me and she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I really like the show. I just have to tell you, like, I think you talk pretty fast. I've never, when I'm in person, I know that I like you, I can get excited and I can start to talk pretty fast. But on the show, even for a while, there's something with my headphones and I had a, a latency issue. So I was actually talking really slow because I was hearing a bit of an echo. So in my mind, it was very slow. And I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. Turns out she had her podcast on 1.5 speed. She was like, it wasn't terrible. It was just, it seemed a little fast. I'm like, okay, let me walk you through this. So I know you can listen to it at 1.5 speed, but it sounds pretty chipmunky too. Yeah. Your obsession is food, right? That's kind of your deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of talked about this and we said, well, what type of food can we really get into? Now I have a confession to make. They should have meetings for my addiction. I have a, it's a terrible <laughs> thing. And addiction in this world is serious and everybody should take this seriously. But if they had meetings for pizza addicts, I would show up regularly. Hi, my name is Alan and I have a problem. But I, I hear you and I would probably be right there with you, except for mine is like, truly it's coffee, like truly coffee is the thing I'm addicted to. I can't, I, I can't live without it, but pizza is probably a close second or third. I love pizza. Big time. Right. I'm with you. Uh, coffee every day for me. I don't even consider that anymore. Like I, I have coffee. <laughs> coffee has to happen. For me, coffee is not even a conscious decision. It's that's a necessity. I brush my I teeth. Know. I wait a half hour and then I have coffee. So you're about, you're, at least you brush your teeth first. I don't. I go straight over to my, I got a fancy espresso machine. I, it's like, it's like the gift of all gifts. The only thing is about three weeks ago, because, you know, I've been a little bit stressed and not sleeping so great. And I had a, a nutritionist tell me, well, what do you, what's your coffee intake like? And I was literally laughed. I was like, ah, that's funny because I drink so much coffee. So I actually had to cut it out. So I switched to, first of all, I went no, no coffee. It was horrible. And now I'm on decaf and it's uh, not the same. 
Yeah. Do you, did you get through like the, the shakes or you're like, I need my fix. I need my Starbucks. I honestly had a really, really bad headache for the first week. And I do like beyond just the, the physical missing of caffeine, which is real. I it's a, dr- it's a drug. Yeah. It's, it's a totally drug. a drug. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing better than a hot cup of coffee in the morning. I mean, there's just not, I will be back to coffee very soon, but I told her I would try it for 30 days. Would you, what would you say your favorite food is? I mean, this is a generic question. You could pick three. Like, is there yeah. a, okay. So it would be the one I'm eating. <laughs> it's whatever I'm eating. I love genuinely. That's why I created a show about food is because I love eating. Period. I knew you were going to ask like what your favorite food is. And it's a bad question. It was just to get the ball rolling. I have my own deeper no, topics. It's not a bad question, but it, it's an impossible one to, to answer because it's truly whatever I'm eating at the moment. Always so stoked to be eating. Like I'm always like, yes, snack time. I plan my entire day around food. I will like plan activities around food. It's really, really a huge part of my life. But I think, you know, you'll never present me with a chocolate chip cookie that I don't like. You'd be hard pressed to put it. You really have to mess up a chocolate chip cookie for me to not love it. Yeah. I say that to my patients when I'm around the Upper West Side here in Manhattan and they'll say, you know, I saw you the other day and you were totally ignored me. And I said, I probably was just thinking about lunch or something. I mean, it's never, <laughs> it's nothing personal. The follow-up then for that is because I also love food is alive or dead. What is your, you're going to the electric chair. You get to pick three things or three meals. What is your, because, because I asked this question to a bunch of people and one of my friends goes bald eagle, which is a great answer by him because um, I said, why? He goes, I don't know. Cause I'm dying and I don't care. And let's just taste a bald eagle. I thought that was very unique. One of my good friends, uh, his wife says, baked ziti by my grandmother who died 10 years ago. And I said, that's, yeah. that's a great answer. Great answer. You get three things. You're now electric oh, chair. Great. Wow. Okay. This is great. Three things. I'm going to start with, and I'll just preface this by saying, I don't have a lot of great chefs in my family. So a lot of this is self-taught. I wish I had like a thing that was, there's one family recipe, which I'll get to. I know how to make it now, but I would start the morning off. I would start the meal off with these crepes from this restaurant in Paris, which I thought were, I thought that that was the most cliche thing. Oh, you went crepes from Paris. But I finally got to go for the first time ever last year to Paris. I had this crepe that was so good. It was almond roca crepe. And it was like a sweet crepe. I have a bit of a sweet tooth. And I remember thinking, this is so stupid. I can't, this is so cliche. Why am I ordering this? But it was so good that when I took a bite of the, my first bite of the crepe, my mouth like started watering and I was so overcome with emotion because it was the best thing I've ever, ever tasted that I had to put my fork down, push the plate away and like take a moment to to just (laughs) be with that crepe. It was so good. And it was like, we're sitting on the streets of this place that looks like a Disney set. It doesn't even look real. Electric chair, I'm going to that crepe spot in France. I love the emotion. What There was a movie years ago where she, whatever emotion she had went into her food. What movie was that? I'm blanking. Simply Irresistible, like Water for Chocolate. I think it was, Um, I think it was Sarah Michelle Geller, right? She was simply irresistible. irresistible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I did. I, maybe I saw it or something. I definitely watched that movie more than once. It's, it's okay. I, I have. And when she's crying and people cry, that's, that's really cool. Like the emotion of it, maybe a little bit much for me, but you know what somebody said to me one time and I was on this date years ago and I was talking to this girl and she said something like people who are so loud during boom, boom. She goes, it's ridiculous. It's so fake. And I said, well, I don't think it's always fake. And she goes, no, compare it to eating. When the chef comes over and puts something down in front of you, how, mm, oh my God, this is incredible. I love it. It's so good. She says, have you ever been at home in your room with food, eaten it and made a sound? And I went, yeah, I definitely yeah. have. I, I have. 
100%. Like I, and I definitely did it in that cafe in Paris. Yeah. Funny enough, you know, I, I work, we haven't talked about my history in the entertainment industry, but I have a colored history in the entertainment industry. I didn't industry. know if you wanted to talk about it. I mean, I know what you do clearly from like your Instagram or whatever. I'm a doctor. I don't talk about doctor stuff on here because life is more important than our jobs. And it's the same thing Absolutely. where when you're interviewing somebody, when you're getting to know somebody, like it's the worst thing in the world. If you want to go for it, go for it. I just, I thought we were going food for 30 minutes, but it's your world. Go ahead, so, Ash. Well, it's all, it's all sort of the intersection of entertainment and food and, and crafting stories. So I do actually think there is some intersection here. But what I was going to say about food and particularly your the correlation to Boom Boom sound effects or Boom Boom time is that I work with photographers and whenever we're shooting and let's say that they ask, okay, we want this to look to be a little bit sexy. So they're not going to say, okay, seduce the camera. That's not what does it. The, the trick that they say is think about the best meal you've ever eaten. And then they take the shot and that's the sexy photo because uh... that's what you're thinking about and what you're craving is there's a huge tie-in. So I, I challenge your friend who doesn't think I'm a little yeah. bit sad for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we went on three dates. We'll never speak again. Okay. But real quickly, people in this podcast now are going to hear that you just talked about when it's boom, 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 tau, And then when it's the time for the picture real quickly, because they're going, Did, does he have a porn star on his, on his show? No. Right now? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, if you don't know what you do, what you haven't said, it could sound like he is interviewing a porn star about eating. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Not even a little bit. I'm a producer and a host and an actor. So sometimes I'm behind the camera. Sometimes I'm in front of the camera. With your clothes on. Yes. Well, fully clothed. Nobody, nobody needs that. You know, whether I'm directing talent to get there and working with a photographer or whether I'm on the other side of the camera, for example, my last headshot, that was one of the things that the photographer, you know, he's like, okay, you know what I'm going to say next? Let's get this one a little bit, you know, sexy time. So what's your favorite food? (laughs) And I was like, got you. (laughs) I love that just from learning things like they had on the bachelor, bachelor at last season this model on there and somebody says well how do you make how do you make that face she goes i just say prune and just freeze she's like prune and she puts her lips together and i went oh, that's the model look it is like that oh boy yeah. but the little things are cute you know i have a niece and she struggled to smile growing up like most kids are not so good at like smile for the camera and even when they do the cheese it's like cheese and it yeah. looks so forced my sister used to say pretend to laugh and she would go <laughs> and usually you could get a decent shot within her fake laugh. Oh, so or maybe she actually really started laughing at how silly the laugh was. No, nah, she's laugh. she's kind of a bitch actually, but oh. she's 11. So you mentioned the crepe. We'll leave that. I'm not going to force you for more, but you said you really have a sweet tooth. The topic of today is going to be pizza. Here's my deal. If I was locked inside of a candy store for multiple days, I may die of starvation. I'm sorry. People love chocolate. People love this. It's just not my thing. But if you got a large pizza and a six pack of beer for the two of us, you might go hungry if you walk to the bathroom and come back. Like it just might be gone. Like that's how I roll. I went ahead and did some research here. Now I could throw out to you, you want me to list the types of pizza before we get into what you prefer? Because I did a little research and I had no idea there were so many types of pizza in the US. Well, yeah, you can say, I I will categorically say there are like four and I'm being generous with the four. Go ahead. What are your, what are the four? We're talking about pizza and I know that you're going to have some, well, I don't know, but I assume you're going to have some like really craft kind of list. But the pizza in, in my, if I'm talking about pizza, there's really three types, a fourth if I'm being bougie. Thin crust, traditional, what I call New York style pizza or deep dish. And then if you're being bougie, wood oven fired grilled pizza. And those are usually the ones with like the fancy kind of bougie toppings like your burrata and peach and stuff like that. So if you ask me, I hang out in the regular traditional New York style pizza. Deep dish can go fly a kite. I don't want anything to do with deep dish. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it. All right. Well, this has been a great time. Thank you so much. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us. Smash the like. What? Deep dish? It has a place. No, that's like pa 
thought it's like an abomination of what pizza should be able to be folded and eaten sideways. And as a New Yorker, I'm ashamed that you don't agree. Well, here's the problem. Not originally from New York. Just been here for 12 years. There it is. Where are you I'm, from? I'm originally a Baltimorean from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. So I'm more of a seafoody person, but I do like pizza. Now, this is where I'm a slut. I am such... Now, one of my friends has a t-shirt that says pizza slut on it, and I would have given money to get it before he did because I can't buy it now. That seriously, like I've only ever had one pizza in my life. That I was like, nope, can't eat this. Inedible. Like a regular pizza that just had... Reg- it was at this terrible bar in Manhattan Midtown. It's called Stout. It's really bad. But the rest of the types of pizza I'm into. I am yeah. so into. Now, I am really happy because you did not name one that I really want to talk about. So real quickly, the list I got, number one, not in any order, just listing it, is the original Neapolitan, which is wood-fired brick oven pizza, which I enjoy that a lot. People think brick oven means like better. Not so much. Number two on the list, they call California pizza. Now that's the artisan. That's when they put, quote, unusual ingredients on a pizza. Yes. Nope, not into that, but I get it. Number three is Chicago deep dish. Now I have a friend who lives in Chicago. I had it for the first time last year. I agree with you. It's meant for a specific thing, but you can only have like a slice or two where I no. get a- how can you even get through the first slice? Holy cow. It's yeah, like a- It was a quiche. I'm a big fan of corporate food and we have Pizzeria Uno's here. And I find that that's a good intermediary of pizza and sh- official Chicago style pizza. Okay. I enjoy the Chicago deep dish. And then they actually say that the thin crust, the cracker, if you will, the crispy, yeah. the crunchy is also Chicago style thin pizza, which I'm not into that so much. You know, being, being Jewish, I've had enough matzo pizza in my life that I just don't need more of that. You know, yeah, I, I kinda- like it. I like matzo pizza. I like the thin crust. I, I will say that I'm ashamed to know that like Domino's actually makes like a really good, or I mean, you know, I'm, ter- I'm sure it's terrible for you, but it's pretty good tasting. Thin crust, kind of that cracker crust might even remind you of Mott's Pizza, which I like. I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan here, and I've said the story many times to people. Domino's Pizza is the best pizza in my neighborhood. We have a couple of these pop-up places. Now, Domino's makes a pan pizza that is legit good. It's enough bread, enough. It's very good. And I'm going to tie that into the end. I don't love their cracker pizza, but I'm with you. I like the Pizza Hut better, but we don't have pizza here in Manhattan. Let me skip number five, because that's where I'm going with this. Number six, they say is Greek style pizza, which is a New England thing. It basically means like more feta on it, more olives. It's kind of like if you picked a Neapolitan with Greeky style things. Mm -hmm. Nope, not eating that. Number seven is New York pizza, which they say is a big doughy slice that you fold in half to eat, which I'm in. I like it. We have one of those in my neighborhood that's pretty good. It's a little far up the way, but I like a good doughy slice that's a little salty. I'm into that as well. Number eight, I'd never heard of. It's called St. Louis style pizza, where they use something called Provel cheese. And Provel cheese is a mixture between cheddar, mozzarella, or mozzarella if you're not being pretentious, and provolone. And it makes this mix there. I've never had that when in Rome. If I'm in St. Louis, I'm probably getting the barbecue. So I don't know if I'll ever have that. Exactly. St. Louis does their own everything. St. Louis style, whatever. So they're like a category in and of themselves. So we'll let them have it. And then number nine, they called something called a tomato pie, which is apparently a Mm -hmm. Jersey thing. And that's basically no cheese. There's a place by me that does a Sicilian tomato pie and it's actually pretty good but I quickly want to just say they didn't put white pizza in this but I am not into white pizza so I don't I don't like white pizza either same like I don't like like white chocolate it's like just be whatever the thing is that you want to be don't be white chocolate don't be white pizza just be pizza or be chocolate (laughs) this sounds like 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 (laughs) (laughs) it sounds really bad but it's not meant to it's just food here folks Um, just be just be here there's a Mitch Hedberg one of my favorite comedians had a joke where he was talking about like turkeys growing up where you draw turkeys with your hand and he goes, listen, you don't have to be any different, buddy. I like you the way you are. Like, it's really funny. That kind of reminds me of that. But little fun fact, one of my nicknames growing up was white chocolate. Oh boy, white chocolate. Yeah, not so 
good. But coming back to number five, which is where I want to talk about is Detroit style pizza. Have you heard of it? Have you had it? So Detroit is, is also its own interesting culinary um, sort of landscape. They have some incredible, very specific Detroit foods. Detroit style pizza is not the thing I would think of. I would think of like- the Coney dogs, oh yeah. They're do- yeah, they're yeah, hot dogs. It's which- not good. I've had one of those too, yeah. I had a patient a couple of years ago who told me about this place down in Manhattan called, they had Detroit style pizza. And it was like, okay, well, what is it? And he goes, you have to go, you have to try it. And I actually went on a first date there and they had 16 different types of Detroit style pizza. And they it was a wine bar. And then they had one hamburger. They had one <laughs> hamburger there. And I, I'm a big Yelper, go on Yelp, excuse me, see what the reviews say. And it said, get the burger. I'm like, well, that's not really, that, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a hoity-toity wine bar. So I went there and of course I, I got the burger and we got a pizza and the burger was out of this world. Best burger I've ever had. Although yeah. that's not the point of this episode, but it was pretzel bread. It had the, you know, some sauce on it. It had the burger. Oh. It, it is, I since have been back to that restaurant once with other people and they also were like best burger I've ever had. Pizza, just okay. So that's what it is. So what is Detroit style pizza? It is grandma style. Are you familiar? No, grandma style. Grandma style is a Long Island, New York thing where grandmas would make pizza in cookie tins. So it would be somewhere between a New York style pizza and a Sicilian pizza because it's not this like massively thick. It's somewhere in the middle. And then they also like to do, you put the cheese on, then you put the sauce on and it makes this nice little layer in the middle. Detroit style pizza, I say when you're done this podcast, Google and see if there's any in California. I highly recommend checking out Detroit style pizza because it ends up being this pan style where it gets crispy on the outside. It's thinner than Sicilian, but thicker than regular pizza. Very, very, very good. Um, What's so the, the sauce to cheese ratio on a Detroit style? Pretty even, I'd say. You can get double cheese if you want. So Domino's makes a pan pizza that's kind of like it. And that's what I was saying, the Domino's. That's one of my more favorite ones here. And New York City does not have good Detroit style pizza. We have this place that my friends have tried to tell me, like, I know this place called Lions, Tigers, and Squares is the name of oh, it. Cute. Exactly. Because it's Sicilian style kind of in the middle there. Not so good. I went to Detroit for a wedding a couple of years ago. Actually, maybe it was last year. And I Googled like the best Detroit style pizza. And it was at this place called Jets. And we take an Uber, we get to this place called Jets. And I figured we'd eat it there. And we get there and it basically was their version of Domino's. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. So we got the pizza, went back to the hotel, ate it. It was fine. The bad thing is that they have Jets here in Manhattan. I could have just went downtown and gotten that at some point. Do you? watch The Office? Oh my God, of course. So yeah, go ahead. Go, I know the joke, but the best <laughs> like, known I'm pizza like, place right here. I know, the best spot, the best pizza ever. And, and of course, it's the Sabaro or whatever. Oh, I love that. It still makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great reference. It's actually, that Sabaro is right underneath one of the best kept secrets in Manhattan. I'm a big football fan. I actually didn't even mention, I'm specifically wearing my Dodgers jersey today. I yeah, I did that because like you're California and I don't keep probably going to like sports with knowing what you do, but it was just more like a, I need a reason to wear some of these jerseys that I own. I like the Dodgers and they, as you well know, probably probably started out in Brooklyn. So there's a tie between the West Coast and the East Coast. I totally knew that. That's exactly why I did this. <laughs> we go in Manhattan. I like football. My friends and I, if you want to sit down for, we have games here at one o'clock for you guys. I think it's like 10, right? Three hour difference. It is so hard to get a table for four people unless you show up two hours early for a bar. One day, one time, somebody goes, guys, why don't we just meet in the central location of the city at Hooters? And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to Hooters. And they go, let's just go check it out. We started going to Hooters three years ago where you can get a table for 12, five minutes before kickoff. They have sunlight. They have all 
all the games here. Funny part is, is the beer is actually pretty cheap. It's the food and, that's so expensive there. Well, and they're, I mean, but their wings are very good. I actually so, really like Hooters wings. So that's the joke is people go, oh, you go there for the wings, huh? And I said, no, no, the wings have gotten better because the wings there used to be connected and they had the little feather at the end. And I was oh. not, in, yeah, it used to be like that. They finally now have chopped it off and they make, I have stopped there for pickup. So anybody who hates on me for oh. you go there for the, for the Hooters, huh? I'm like, no, I, I do pickup there. The, the wings are legit good. The funny thing about being in Manhattan is if you are a quote Hooters girl, you have a better job. You are a dancer, a stripper, a waitress, a bartender, an actor. You are not working at Hooters. And when we go there, the talent, I mean, like I've taken my mother there because she's been in town and she looks over <laughs> and goes, they are so flat chested here. Like what is going on at this Hooters? I'm like, if you're in New York City, you're not working at a Hooters. You can get a better job if you're that type of person. That's an interesting point. I, I uh, it's been a while. I only lived in New York City one, twice, two, two different times. Once on the Upper West Side, 110th, by the way, 110th and Broadway. All I know about New York, perfectly candidly, is it was the most poor I've ever been in my life and the most miserable I've ever been in my life because it was the summer in New York City. The air conditioning was like a window unit. It was terrible. Everything, the smell of New York in the summer, what is with the heat like brings up the smell of all, everything that you might pass on the street. It's baked in. The subway just smells like baked urine. <laughs> it's exactly what it smells like. You, you, the, you know, also you said it was the poorest you've ever been and you didn't love it. New York City is the worst place to be poor in. Oh my God. Well, I was interning at National Geographic. Like I had, it was like my dream job. So I was, I would have sold my soul to be there. And I did. And I was so poor. And it was like, you can't do anything without money in New York. At least that's my experience. To You're right. There's free things to do, but if you have money, it helps life. Yeah. Like California, if you don't have any money, go to the beach. A beautiful day. Go to the beach, go on a hike, like go whatever. In New York, go out in the sweltering humidity for two seconds and then die and then come back inside and just realize that your life is- I am totally with you. Something even close to us, again, I hope you Google Detroit South Pizza, but I went to Telluride, Colorado to go skiing two years ago with friends and they had a pizza place there. They're award winning. They have this pie and that pie and whatever. They had Detroit style pizza there that I'll probably post a picture of it on our Instagram, Boozer Daddy, B-O-O-S-Y-O-U-R-D-A-D-D-Y. And I'll probably just send it to you as soon as we're done this. Best pizza I've ever had. Absolutely. So we went there on day two of a five day trip. I had it two more times before I left. They had all these signature ricotta and this and this and this. And I, people on this podcast know my favorite is pine and pep. So it's a Hawaiian style pizza, but instead of the ham, I go pineapple because there's yeah. all, all five food groups. That's my favorite. But they made this personal pan Detroit style pizza that is out of this world. It's called like brown bear, brown something. If you're ever in Telluride, Colorado, or anywhere near it, the pizza was worth it alone just to go get it. Like highly, highly, highly recommend. Okay, great. I love pizza recommendations. And I have to give you a pizza recommendation because it's in New York. Have you ever been to Prince Street Pizza? Uh-oh. I just went for the first time. Maybe what like- happened? It was fine. It was, it was fine. Good. It was fine. It was one of those. So you know the big thing going on right now in New York City is the tiny little pepperonis that curl up and make a yeah. little. They have that. Yeah. We have like these little places now. It's two slices and a soda of regular cheese pizza. They're red and white and they're checkered. They're little, little Italy, whatever they call them, all over the city. They make a decent one of those slices. And so when I go there, that's what I get. And I went to Prince Street Pizza earlier this year, and the line was too long that I couldn't even yeah. wait for it. And then yeah. during when COVID first hit back before I got sick, like early March, I was training, doing boxing with one of my friends down in Washington Square Park. And I said, you know what? I have nothing to do today. I went over there. I got three slices, all the three things that they had to try, brought it back home.
home, heated it up, ate it. You're right. It was good. It was fine. That being said, it was close enough to what I can get right across the street that it's not worth the trip. I hear you there. I hear you. And I think it's very good too. And it's also a huge craze like out here to get New York style pizza. So people go nuts when they do like pizza pop-ups out here. But you said that you reheated it and no pizza taste. No, no, in a toaster oven. I'm not an imbecile here. It was a pop it in. I put the toaster oven down. I just had to get heat to it. It would have been the same thing. By the way, you know, the pizza they have there is just sitting there. Then they also reheat your pizza too in an oven. I don't like to think about it. Okay. (laughs) Don't ever show up to like a restaurant and be the first customer because that pizza was out all day yesterday. Oh God. Oh no, this is crushing my pizza dream. Have you never worked in a restaurant? I've worked in a restaurant, but I worked at a Chinese restaurant and- Oh my God. That's, you probably have better stories. That chicken lo mein is- That's fried rice. If you're ever ordering fried rice, you're ordering two or three day old rice. I did know that. You did know that? Yeah. Sorry. I'm one of those people I just retain information, but yeah. I am with you on that. Now, another part of our show, and maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't, is we play trivia. And I, I'm ambushing you and you seem amicable. So we're going to be playing a quick pizza trivia. It's only five questions and I want you to know I'm going to help you out. Okay. okay. So pizza okay. trivia. Question number one, how many pizzas will the average consumer eat per year? Is it A5, B10, C15, or D20? D20. Correct answer is C, 15. Sorry, (gasps) circle gets the square. Question number two, and I don't know how much of a sports gambler better you are, but there's something in sports called an over-under. So you just have to say more or less or over-under. The over-under for the amount of pizzas consumed each year in the US will be over or under 2.5 billion. 2.5 billion. And what is the amount of pizzas consumed by, say that first part again? All all of the United States. Over or under 2.5 billion pizzas consumed each year in the United States. I'm going to say over because there's a, there's more people than that in the United States. All right. So you are correct because yeah. it is 3 billion. So you yeah. you win you win by just a little bit. Not like it was like, "Oh, it's going to be like 8 8 billion." So Yeah. You know. No, but no, because I think there's like what 3.5 something billion people in this in this United States. If you figure that like pizza is a very affordable option for people across the across all income groups, that's a very likely thing. So yes. All right. I I, I take that it. victoriously. Question number 3, and I'm going to give you a little generous range here. Okay. Within, so I say plus or minus 25,000, how many pizzerias are in the United States? So as long as you're within 25,000, you you get credit for this. How many pizzerias are in the United States? Okay, see, there's 52 states. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, you are thinking way too hard. Let's say a quarter million. Oh my God. 250,000, no. 250,000. Way less. I'll even help you out and cut your answer in half and you're still not even close. So, are you serious? So it's 70,000. So no, I was, there's I, more than that. There's gotta be. Listen, I Googled this, Ashley. Like, what do you want from me? I, I, I just it. feel like there's so many pizza places on my street alone that there's okay. <laughs> 70,000. I mean, maybe there are pizzeria versus pizza place. I'm sorry. I, I can't oh. give you the point there. So it's 70,000. I, I thought 25,000 if you came anywhere as close. Um, all right. I'm going to help you on this one. Number four. What is the number one day of the year that pizza is eaten? Do you need a hint or do you have any guesses? Okay. Pizza. So it's probably some type of sporting event. Maybe Super Bowl, but hold on. Pizza, pizza. I'll say Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know. Is that right? So the clue I was going to give you was it's not a holiday, but it should be. And the correct answer is Super Bowl Sunday. Very nice. Number one day of the year. Makes sense. And number five, where did the first pizzeria open in 1905 in the United States? 
I mean, 1905. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to logic my way into this, but I'm like, were people actually in New York in 1905? Yeah, I, I would still say New York because that's where so many people, Italians, immigrated. But that's probably wrong because they came further south first. Um, I'll say New York, but it's probably wrong. It's a me. It's a Mario. I'm in New York. I make a pizza. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. You almost talked yourself out of that. I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop, stop, stop. The name of that pizza place is called Lombardi's. I've been there. It's okay. It's just, it's just okay. Lombardi's. That's a thing here. For me, my number one, because people think I hate on everything, is Grimaldi's. They ha- I think oh. they actually have they have them in Nevada, boy. And they definitely have them. I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey for a minute. Grimaldi's, the best. That's my number I, I one. And, and you liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only pizza that I really don't like is Chicago Deep Dish. I have a girlfriend who's like... Pizza's like sex. If you're having it, it's good. And I am almost inclined to agree, but with the exception of Chicago deep dish. I don't dig Chicago deep dish. And I actually really favor tomato pie. I love more sauce to cheese. And you can fight me on this, but I think that the best yucky pizza chain is Papa John's because they have way more sauce to cheese ratio. And it's like a little bit sweet. Do you ever mess with Papa John's? No. Uh, of all the chain pizzas, which I wouldn't kick out of bed, Papa John's is very low on my list, actually. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on that. But so it sounds like with pizza and your, your sexual reference, it's the size, size of the cheese sometimes can make a difference, right? So size matters. The amount of cheese, yes. Amount, yep. I yeah. feel like well, we're saying the same I'll thing here. <laughs> the amount of the cheese. I prefer more sauce to cheese, yes. Awesome. Ashley, this was a ton of fun. Before we sign off, tell people a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you. Yes. Okay, so Dear Food is, is truly my love letter to the foods that have shaped our lives. Every episode is dedicated to a different food and we talk about sort of not just the food itself, but a lot of times the emotions and the feelings that bring up. I think food gets us right in our feels. And this show is really about that. Of course, my entertainment background kind of collides here. So you'll sometimes hear some people in the entertainment industry on the show. Sometimes it'll be just a regular old (laughs) person in the world who likes to eat food. But either way, you will definitely find something to relate with each person that we talk to because everybody loves food. And I think it touches us all in some way, shape or form. I think that's beautiful. Well, I'm definitely going to tag you in that and let people know where to find you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was fun. I told you before, I was like, this won't be the worst hour of your day, I guarantee it. Not by a long shot. Thank Very you so nice. much for having me. Very much so. Uh, thanks for listening. Everybody keep following us. We out. See you later. We out.